0: Welcome back to another episode of Shades of Strong, where we are talking about all the things that shape, make, and sometimes break a strong black woman. I'm Cheryl, and in my virtual studio today, I have the absolutely amazing Randy Bryant. And one of the things that I absolutely Hello. adore, hey Randy, <laughs> one of the things I absolutely adore about Randy is that she is a strong advocate for the culture. And what that means for me is that she is, that she unapologetically brings you, me, them, straight, no chaser dialogue on all things black. And I just love that because y'all know I'm here for my sisters and I'm here for my culture. So yeah. How you doing today, girl?
1: I'm pretty good. I I mean, I could complain, but I won't.
0: right. right. <laughs> I am so happy to have you here. I've been following you on social media. I know you just came back from Ghana. Yeah, girl, that looks oh like it gosh. was a
1: wonderful oh. trip. I was like, oh you know, my gosh, everything was so beautiful. A second. Please do. I mean, you know, I went because it was the year of the return, 400 years since, you know, we were kidnapped and enslaved in America. And so, you know, a lot of people have gone. They usually give out about 75,000 visas. And this year, they've given out about a million. So a lot of African-Americans made this journey back home. And so I went for the history. I went for just to feel my people and to go um, and just have an appreciation for what, you know, my ancestors went through. But who knew that Accra is so dope? I mean, I you know, I'm I'm shocked. I've been a a couple of countries in Africa and I'm always shocked at how we've been lied to all of our lives and you know, the continent of Africa has been, you know, shown to us as this uh desolate place, um where nothing's left. And Accra is live or like I felt like I was in, you know, LA. I didn't get in before three and I'm old. Like I mean, you know, I'm not older. <laughs> I'm you know, what I'm saying is I'm not twenty one. I'm 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 more than double that. And, you know, but we were dancing. I mean, the clothes, the fashion, the food, and it, that is never shown, right? It's never shown. And I said, wow, how do we make it as a people when we're told all of our lives that you come from nothing, right? Right. And and we come from nothing. And then you get there and you're like, that was a lie. That was So I want to spread the word about all these amazing different countries I'm visiting in um, the continent of Africa encourage people to go. I'm telling you, you know, we think that going to Paris is the business. No, go to Accra, go to Morocco, go to Kenya and Roby. I mean, hey, come on, girl, we, we have it going on. We really Girl, do. it was beautiful. I saw the pictures yes. and
0: I was like, oh, my Gosh, it was mm-hmm. gorgeous. And you look like you were having an amazing time, not just okay. having an amazing time, but really connecting with the ancestors. And the way you were just sharing it and, and pulling
1: us all in on
0: social media, I
1: was like, man, I got to go. You do. You really do. Like, I, I swear, I, I I want every Black person, every Black American needs to go, particularly every child. So they know really from what we originate.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree. And if y'all want to look at the pictures, it's Randy B on Instagram, is it not, Randy?
1: It's Randy underscore underscore B, or on Facebook, it's on Facebook, it's Randy B.
0: Okay, yeah. So definitely Mm -hmm. check those out. I mean, when I tell y'all, she shared, she shares so much, and the captions that she included with the pictures made you feel like you were present going on this journey with her. So definitely check that out.
1: All right. Thank you so much.
0: It, it was amazing, girl. I was like, man, I got
1: to go. But anyway,
0: <laughs> so yeah, today we are going to be talking about Black girl happiness. Randy is a, is an advocate for all things Black, and I think that's why she and I connect, because I too am an advocate for all things Black, specifically Black women. So we're going to be talking about Black girl happiness today. In our original conversation, Randy, we were talking about how people are always talking about the angry Black woman, the bitter Black woman, and the aggressive Black woman, but nobody is really having a conversation about the happy Black woman. So when you said you wanted to talk about this, I was like, yeah, let's do this. Because I I know for me, I had my first child when I was 16 years old. And so I was just going through the motions of being being a parent. And I've never really stopped to think about what it means to truly be happy. And I like the way you worded this one also. You said we are given a checklist and we live our lives going after accomplishments, but never consider our happiness. College check, marriage check, member of the bougie club check and all that. And so, yeah, we're going to be talking about that. But before we dive into the juiciness that is this topic, Randy, I would love for you to tell us a little bit about you, the goodness that is you, who you are, what you do, why you do it, what sets your soul on fire
1: well, you know what? It actually ties into our subject about being happy. I you know, busted my butt. I did the checklist that I was expected to do, the college, the marriage, the kids, the job, the bougie club, all of it. And then I got to a point where I want, I thought about what makes me happy. I had never asked that of myself and no one had ever asked that of me. And I said, you know, I really, I love black folks. I love trying to make, environments better for us. And, and I love writing. And so I just started doing all that and put it together and just, I didn't know what it was going to look like, but that's what I started doing. And so I started this blog, Randy B, and I started it on Facebook thinking I'd have maybe like, you know, 25 people and we'd talk about issues. Cause I realized that black folks don't really, we're not really real on Facebook a lot because you're friends with everybody. So you don't want to seem as if you're angry or, you know, we could see be called angry just because we care. And it really quickly went from like 25 and now it's almost like it's 70,000. And I, right. It was, but we have these awesome conversations, right. And, you know, so I guess I kind of facilitate these conversations. I just believe that we need to talk about real stuff. And I believe that America has, force black people to be quiet because every time like if you see what happened with Gabrielle Union we talk about an issue that is concerning to us we are somehow labeled as angry or a problem or we're fired or something happens and so we have or you know are you look at my boy I just posted his shoes that came out seven my I can't believe I'm having a a senior moment right now (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Colin Kaepernick I'm sorry and you look at him and you know He's doing a, a silent protest. But, you know, people don't want to talk about these issues. And so I am i guess if you were to say, who am I? I'm a person who facilitates conversations that are centered around making sure that we have space and a place in, in here, America.
0: And you do that when I go through the comments and how engaged people are. With the topic, you don't see that an awful lot, because like you said, we've been so afraid to speak up and we allow the dominant culture Mm -hmm. to silence us. And so to see, you know, we're we're growing and getting older and because we want our children to have a different experience. I am now seeing people being bolder and more courageous and speaking up about the unfairness and the injustices. So I'm here for all yeah. of that. Thank you. I, I am so I, glad that you that you're doing that.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that, that's that's me. I think is just always trying to have conversations. And really, honestly, I I've been trying to have a you know I'm a diver- diversity and inclusivity specialist, so I do work at companies. I encourage them to have honest conversations and not just sugarcoat what's happening. So that's me, just trying to be happy, like I like I like we're talking about today.
0: So what does that look like for you, Randy? For me, I still struggle with what happiness looks like for me, because like I said, for so long, my my entire life has been revolved around my children, a spouse, a mom, somebody else. So I still kind of struggle with what happiness is. But what does it look like for Randy?
1: You know, I am always figuring that out. But the blessing is, for the first time in my life, I've asked myself that question. I mean... How many black women ask themselves what would make me happy, or what makes me happy? I how I I bet you the number is small. I hope your listeners right now are sitting in that question and saying, "Huh, you know." And the story I I told, I think me and you talked about, is that when I was trying to figure out what made me happy, I always knew I liked to travel, and I took I took my first solo trip to Aruba. And it was to write because I also knew I liked to write. So I was on this journey and I went to the grocery store because I was staying in the Airbnb. Um, it's what I could afford and I knew I was going to be cooking for myself. This was not some luxury vacation. And I walked in the grocery store and I started crying at some point because I was so frustrated because I had no idea what I wanted to buy. I had no idea what to cook for myself. I had no idea what I'd like to eat because all my life I've cooked for other people. And you know, after my father died, my mom kind of made me the woman of the family. And so since I've been eight and a half years old, I've been cooking for other people. And I didn't know. I, I was like, oh my gosh. And it, 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 it was profound to me that I couldn't even figure out something basic about what am I going to eat for dinner. That's
0: crazy because
1: I've been I've been in that same situation. I think
0: I sh- I, think, I think I shared this with you mm-hmm. because again I've been a parent since I was sixteen, and then I had another kid when I was like twenty one, and then twenty two, and then the kids just kept coming. <laughs> 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 and so I just like I've been parenting, and so I can I can recall just a few months back having the house completely to myself mm-hmm. and not knowing what to do mm-hmm. it was like where is everybody what am I supposed to do with this free time and even when my chi- when my children were young were younger I can remember getting a hotel room just so that I could get a break for the weekend but even th- being in that room, you know, because I I wasn't financially able to like take a trip, but you know, to get a room right. for a weekend, get a break or whatever. But even being in that room, Randy, I had no idea what to do. I'm just like, right. my whole life was about somebody else. And so I didn't
1: know what to do with my life. So how do we get past that girl? We have to give ourselves permission to be happy. We have to believe that we are deserving of happiness. I think that's the first thing. And I don't think that... I think most Black women think that we have to struggle, that we are, because we're, you know, we're raised to be these strong women. Uh, You know, when I would complain to my mom about stuff, she would say, girl, please, you think life is fair? And I never um, really even was taught that happiness was something that I should strive for. It was always success. Never.
0: Happen. Exactly. Nobody says, girl, go be happy. They Never. say, girl, go be successful.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing is actually accepting that we are deserving of happiness. And I will say that, um, you know, being exposed most of my life to a lot of the dominant culture of white women, their whole attitude about how things should be. is just completely different. And so because their expectations are different, what they receive is different. Right. And so I think that it starts with us believing that we should be happy, and also believing that each other is deserving of happiness. So right. you mentioned my trip to Ghana. Um, every time I've taken a trip, I have gotten some pushback, and it's from my sister, right? Oh, oh yeah, girl, mm, your man lets you go. I, my uh, my man would never let me. Or oh, who watches your kids? I mean, my kids are older now one's one's 17 but it's still like well who's watching the kids or I mean so is that safe or girl you don't ever like being at home do you I mean it's just always like this slight little shade and don't get me wrong that is not the majority of my sisters the majority of my sisters are like so encouraging but there's always one or two or three who you know have something or you know something to say and I believe that we don't believe because we don't believe we should be happy we have a hard time accepting that just black women in general should be happy you know it's like who does she think she is who who does she think she is
0: yeah you're absolutely right we don't we don't know what it means to be happy and we don't want anybody else to figure it out either <laughs> <laughs> well
1: if we ain't if we ain't happy you know i mean like let's even look at i mean let's back it up all the way just to relationships something you know we spend a lot of time talking to people. Feel as if if you have a man and he has a job and he ain't beating you, why? What's wrong, right? I mean, like, period, like, you ha- like, what's wrong? Like, they're not asking if you're happy, they're just like, girl, you got a man with a job, you should be happy. Like, that's you got a man, Randy. It fits the checklist.
0: Girl, I kid you not, my mom, not now, but in my younger day, like in, in my mid-twenties, she has said those exact same words to me multiple times. And
1: that's because her mom said it to her. Yep. So we have to break the cycle. We've all heard that we should just be happy to have a man. Is why you have a lot of people who are miserable. Absolutely, 100% miserable. But they're living by the code of the checklist and not at all considering their happiness.
0: But when you do the checklist, when it's all said and done, when you land in your bed at night, are you really and truly happy? Like what's happening when you lay your head on your pillow at night? What are the thoughts going to going to your head? That's what I that's what I ask myself. Like, what are you thinking about? Like what part of what part of your life are you absolutely in love with? And if you can't say
1: that you're in love with all of it, I think we have a problem. Or any of it. Or any any of it. Any of it, right? I think there are people who are in relationships they don't enjoy, working working jobs they don't enjoy, participating in clubs that don't fulfill them, and all of it is back to the checklist. And I tell people all the time that when, you know, my mother was super accomplished. She was a bomb, biggity. And I'm not just saying that because she was my mom. And when she got sick, when she got sick, she started trying to fill in a lot of life that she had sacrificed because she was, you know, always working hard and accomplishing things. And, you know, she wanted to create memories and connect with people that she loved. And, you know, I mean, literally, we went to Disneyland and rode on the Dumbo ride when she was, you know, 52 years old. And, you know, stuff that she had just not done and put to the side, she would put her happiness to the side, for me, a lot of it. And when she passed away, I tell people, No one really cared about her accomplishments. I mean, no one puts on your gravestone your uh, degrees or, you know, they don't put that you wore stockings to church or they they don't put it all. You know, there's going to be some people who are going to be absolutely devastated by your passing. And so what you have are those people and the times you had with those people. And so figure out what that is for you. You know, who are your people and what are the times you want to create? Because that other stuff, it's not going to matter.
0: It's not going to matter.
1: Given you may be at a
0: funeral or whatever and somebody's reading an obituary and they may say, oh, she earned her PhD and and all that good stuff. But at the end of the day, what people really remember about you is how you lived and breathed in everyday life. And they remember how you made them feel. And it, I'm of the belief that you cannot truly Truly, make others feel good about themselves or about whatever. When you don't feel good about yourself,
1: oh, absolutely not! It's impossible. It is impossible. And so, you know, that whole happiness that we speak of—if you can't start doing it for yourself, start start doing it for the people around you. that's, that's really, you know, I can t- can't you tell? I mean, haven't you been around people, and no matter how fly they're dressed or what they're saying, you could feel. The negativity. Oh, yes. yes. You could feel it. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And they think they're fooling people. I mean, they could be fly to death, professional makeup, hair, lay everything. But you just feel the spirit, the negativity, because they're not happy. Right? You're
0: absolutely right. You are. I've been in the presence of people and I'm like, oh, it's something wrong. Like their energy is off because you can feel that no matter that smile, that big smile that, that you have on your face. Like e- even when a person is in pain and they're walking around, emotional pain and they're walking around with a smile on their face, you can you know that that smile is not real. I've been. Listen, I've been that girl oh, I'm <laughs> so walking you? around, faking and shaking it. And the people who truly know me will come mm-hmm. to me and say, Hey, what's going on? How are you how are you doing today? You don't seem like yourself today. And so while we're walking around with this facade, you know, thinking people don't know, they know.
1: Oh, they absolutely know.
0: They know. Yeah. You can you can live in the biggest house, ride in the finest cars, mm-hmm. all these material things that we think will bring us happiness. And people mm-hmm. will still know that you are not as happy as you pretend to be.
1: Right. Right. So yeah. They will know. And so like when you ask, how do we go there? It honestly is just asking yourself the question, what makes me happy? And, you know, of course, you know, life is real, right? I mean, there's things we, we have to pay bills. <laughs> you know, We have to take care of our kids. You know, there's things we, we must, not that that doesn't make us happy, but there's things we must do. But if you say, you know what? It really makes me happy to get my nails done. That, that makes me happy. So start incorporating that in your life, like schedule some happy for yourself every day. You're deserving of that. Just schedule some happy for yourself. And, 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 and I will tell you the truth. It becomes addictive. Once you start getting in it, it starts, you know, it, it, you say, like, I'm going to do some more. And, and it, it feeds itself. And honestly, the people around you start wanting to do things to make themselves happy.
0: Let me tell you what, what I've recently been doing, Randy, that, mm-hmm. that I have found that makes me happy is exercising my gift of no. Mm-hmm. I tell like when I tell people no, I can remember my daughter asked me something the other day. What did she oh yeah? She was thinking about getting a part-time job, and she was like, Mom, would you be okay if I get a job um working on the weekends from 10 to 2 and you watch the baby with me? And I was like, No. <laughs> Honey. And let me tell you, it felt so it was like liberating. It mm-hmm. was freeing to be able to say no and stand in it. And so I'm finding that the more I say no
1: the
0: happier I am. And I'm okay. loving it.
1: Oh, that and that is a real strength, honey. Like that, to be able to say no. I had to learn that too. Um, I remember when Shonda Rhimes came out with her book, The Year of Yes. Yes. And I'm like, I was like, I need the opposite. I never forget. That things. part. <laughs> I mean. I'm yes. always saying yes. <laughs> I am always saying yes. I, like Not anymore. Not anymore. Right. But, and then. But I still always question myself because I will say um, no to things that other people want. And that's another thing defining what makes you happy. And, you know, I talk to my sons about that now. Like, I don't want to place my expectations of what happiness looks like on you. So, but what I say to my sons, like now, I say, okay, well, with the grades you're getting right now and the level of studying you're doing, College might not be an option. And, 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 if, and if that's not something you want, I'm totally fine with it. If you think that you would be happier doing something else, that's fine. But I just want you to understand what where the choices you're making are leading you. I was like, because I'm not looking for you to provide my happiness. That part. I, you know what I mean? Like what I find too is that some people are getting their happiness through their kids and their success. And by that, I get my happiness from my kids. I get happiness from my children, of course. And le- learning about them and just watching them develop. But my happiness is not dependent upon, is he going to be a surgeon when he grows up? I just want him to be whoever it is that he is. I want him to be happy. Because I, I am as happy as my unhappiest child. You know, that does affect me. Of course. Yeah. This is a question I, I want to address. Do mm-hmm. you think, because I think for Black
0: women, I think that we view happiness or some of us view happiness as a privilege. Mm-hmm. And so we don't go after it like we deserve it. Like, And I think you've already said that. So do you think, and I think you kind of already said this too, but we didn't really delve into it. Mm-hmm. So do you think white women view it differently? Like a sense, Like it's like a sense of entitlement for them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. It's absolutely different. It's absolutely different. Um, the expectation is very different for white women and what they expect. And so, um, for instance, I was, you know, if, if, if a black woman is told and trained to think, oh, you're just lucky to have a man that doesn't beat you or that has a job, um, then we have been taught to settle, right? Um, we've been taught to just accept whatever we're given. Um, but white women are taught to get the man who's making the most money or get the man who treats them a certain way. And I'll never forget when I moved to California and, you know, we had our first major recession and remember all these banking companies were going out of business. I mean, it was major. And in this area of San Francisco, we have a lot of um, bankers and things like that. And so um, my husband said to me, you know, and he um, works, or he, he supports these, this industry. He said, you know, all these companies are going out of business. And he was like, you know, I don't know if I'm going to, you know, what's going to be up with my job. And so, you know, me, I was like, oh, you ain't got to worry about that, honey. You know, I got, I can, you know, cause I can, I'm a hustler, right? I'm like, you know, right. I'm gonna we're going to get this money. We're going to sell this house. And we, you know, I was like all up in my plan. And so I used to, we, I used to drop my kids off at school and then I would walk with these women and I was the only black person. And we would um, hike. There's a lot of mountains here. And we would exercise. And I re- they were talking about it. And some of their husbands had lost the job. And they were like, girl, I don't know what he's going to do because he hasn't had a job in three months. And these were stay-at-home women. Stay-at-home um, you know, moms who and they, they, weren't cutting their yoga classes. They were not cutting their you know, Botox. They were, and it was like, well, what is he going to what do? What is he
0: going to do?
1: Right. And I was struck by that, you know, and I said, wow, you know, I, as a black woman, have been trained all my life to one, you don't know if you're going to have a man. So I was trained to survive. And then two, I was trained if I had a husband that it was my job to help us survive. It was never taught to me to expect someone to take care of me. And he and he got to figure this out. I never was thought. I, and so I was like, wow, this is very fascinating. And so the expectation is fully different. And so what I started thinking about was if we don't know and expect happiness from ourselves, how I, I believe people and we believe people can feel that energy. How can we expect a man or anybody else to deliver? Ooh, happiness? Girl, you're not going there, are you? Oh, I'm going to have to go on there. <laughs> I'm going to have, you know, you know. I, I'm gonna have to go because you know, we set our price, right? mm-hmm. we set our expectations. And so, if we don't think, and I talk to men, I talk, I say, I hear men say to me, you know, because I talk to I, a lot of guy friends, and I'll say, I don't know what she's complaining about. You know, I go to work every day. I'm like, well, that may not make her happy. What makes her happy? Right.
0: That I don't part, know. yes.
1: And not that a person could make you happy. But someone certainly shouldn't be tried shouldn't be comfortable with stealing your happiness. and I think
0: I think a lot of us we are we sacrifice our happiness and our well-being, our emotional well-being, our mental well-being, our physical well-being for the sake of being in a relationship to say that, oh, I have somebody
1: right and we're I'm a,
0: I, I have a, a I was about to say, yeah, yeah, a husband.
1: Like, <laughs> Look, I'm having a senior moment as well. <laughs> Girl, it happens, it happens.
0: <laughs> <laughs> for the sake of saying I got a man, you know, and so I, I think that black women, I don't, I don't think it is that we're afraid of happiness. I, Like you say, I, like we keep saying, I just really don't think we think we deserve it.
1: Well, I would love um, for people, you know, when this goes out, I would love to ask people, has anybody asked you ever? a man, a a parent, you know, even a mother, anybody. Yeah. What makes you happy? Has anybody ever asked? And have you ever asked yourself? Because this is the thing. Once you figure out what makes you happy and you build your life around that, that is the most solid foundation you have. And so once you have that happiness, you reject things immediately that disturb it or threaten to disturb it, right? Right. And so if you're unhappy, you're looking for a man to make you happy or a new outfit to make you happy or, you know, whatever it is. But if you are solid in your happiness, you have said, like I will say, and I have a lot of crazy crap happening to me right now. Like life is is not in some ways what, you know, it's not this perfect life right now. But I am honestly very solid in my happy. Like my happy is there. Doesn't mean I don't have unhappy moments. I cried myself to sleep less, but I am overall very solid in my happy. And so my choice making is very different. I'm much more, um, I'm quicker to make choices, to reject anything that threatens um, my unhappiness. Like, you know, if someone is just causing drama, I'm quick to just walk away because I, I don't want to disturb my happiness. You know, there are certain things that you can't control. If you have an issue with your kids or your money or things like that, but the things I can control, I am very protective of my happy. And I think that's very important for all of us to answer. Like it, it's, what I think what it's really one. makes you happy, right? And you happy because, for you know, for instance, you know, I have all the degrees and and um, experience to be, you know. Uh, you know, to work in-house at a corporation and be their DNI specialist there, you know, and I would make a heck of a lot more money, particularly because Randy B makes zero. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a
0: love project, right? <laughs> and But that makes you happy.
1: Right now, it, yeah. I, it, it, could the money set be satisfying in some way Absolutely, yes. For sure. But does it overall make me happy? No. And so as a contractor that I can go into companies and really make real change where I am not uh, beholden just to one president who may just be using me as a figurehead. But I get hired by companies who really want to affect change that I'm happier because I'm making a difference. I am making money, less money, but I'm making a difference. And that satisfies me more at this point in life. I totally
0: get that. Because
1: sometimes it's not about the money. It's
0: about about your peace of mind.
1: Right. And listen, if money makes you happy, like I said, I have one son. I have one son. It's all about the money. He will always have to make money, but money makes him happy. He just likes the idea of it. It does it for him. My other son doesn't care. And so there's nothing wrong with either way, but just know what you need. What's it going to take for you individually? So that's what we want y'all
0: to do. For everybody out there that's listening, this is what Randy and I want to happen when you listen to this episode. Like really take some time to ask yourself, what makes me happy? And don't rush through that question. Like really take some time to soak it in, grab a journal, talk about it. And you can come on, on Shays Strong Strong's page, um, Facebook page, or Randy B's Facebook page. And let's have a conversation about it. What mm-hmm. makes you happy? Because I what I hear a lot of people say, I'm sorry, go ahead, Randy.
1: No, no, no. I was, no, I was just going to say, what makes you happy? And also to constantly remind yourself, because this part never ends. I'm deserving of it. I am deserving yes. of happy. To re- yes. repeatedly say that I am deserving of happy.
0: Exactly. And then sit in that, like really sit in it, because what I hear a lot of people saying is, oh, when I get this, I'm going to be happy. When I get that, I'm going to be happy. When I accomplish this, I'm going to, when I earn this degree, when I graduate, it's always win, 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 win. But what if those things never, I'm sorry, what did you say?
1: That's checklist.
0: Exactly. Exactly. There you go. (laughs) That's not happy. Because what if those things never happen? What if they never happen? So you're telling me you're going to walk around on this, uh, on God's green earth and never obtain happiness?
1: Or what if they happen and they don't make you happy?
0: And they don't make you happy.
1: That's why you discovered so- that is not where happiness lies. Right. Because most of the time people are basing happiness on what other people, on other people's definitions. It has Absolutely. to be your definition of happiness. Absolutely. And, you know and what, so, I'm going to do that myself, girl. No, see, I, I, I encourage everybody to do it, and I keep doing it. And I'm telling you, as I went across the country and had these conversations with my sisters, I realized that, I mean, I'm telling you, I was talking to everybody at every level. And mm-hmm. Black women don't ask themselves that question.
0: We don't, because I got to tell you, until you brought it up, Randy, I'm, I'm going to be 100 with you. I had never asked myself that question. I had never asked my question until you said, let's talk about Black women being happy. And when I read the responses to the, to the questions that I asked you, I was like, I was taken aback because I've never asked myself, Shirley, what makes you happy? I've never asked myself that. I, I but had when, never- when I came into the awareness of it, I, then I struggled
1: with it. Isn't it a struggle? It's a struggle to even give yourself permission to ask it. Right. And then once you ask it, it's a it's a struggle to even think about it. And so when you ask me, you know, what makes you happy? Although I'm I'm encouraging others to do it and trying to be somewhat of a leader in this movement. It's something that I have to keep questioning and asking all the time. You know, does this make me happy and remind myself you have the right. It's OK. Um I believe that the universe, that, you know, God, whoever people out there, you know, believe in creator did not put us on this earth to be miserable. Uh, we are not we are not deserving of less. We just are not. And so we need to you know, stop that narrative. And and even, you know, what's interesting to me is that we become we we are always we always um, compliment other black women by saying, girl, you are so strong. I don't see how you do it. You get so much done. And I'm like, I want to be able to say to my friends, because usually when you call a woman strong, it's because they're putting up with some crap they shouldn't put up with. Yes, there you doing, go. Doing more than they should be doing. And I I want to start saying, you seem so happy. Right. I like seeing happy on you. Yes. yes. Let's start saying that. I can feel you're happy. Yeah, let's start. Happy. Let's let's start
0: saying that. Because you know what that'll do do, Randy, if we start doing that that even if, even if they're not happy, they'll check themselves. Yes. Yes. And then they'll they'll try and figure out why am I not happy? And then they'll try and figure out what do I need to do to get to my
1: happy place? Or knowing that it's deserving that, you know, happiness is is okay for them. Um, So oftentimes now, you know, my girlfriends will call and they're asking me advice about a situation. And now my question is, well, what would make you happiest? You know, forget what people will say. You know, 'Cause I think that's what we consider so much. What would make you happy? It, it, you know, and it's it's harder during this uh time of social media. And you know, I tell people I look at so I look at these pictures sometimes and people will be at these parties. And don't get me wrong, it's the she she poo poo la la party, like you know, it's sipping champagne, it's in a fabulous place and people are taking these fabulous pictures. And I always wanna ask at the bottom, but did you have fun? Right. But did you have fun? Like, really, did you have fun? Or or, are you just getting some sort of satisfaction because you were at so-and-so's party or you were wearing so-and-so's dress or whatever? Like, did you have fun? And now I don't do things based on I can say, oh, I was at this. Oh, I was was at this party with this person. I say, do I think it will make me happy? Was it fun? Am I going to enjoy that? And if I can't, I don't do it. I love that, but did you have fun? Did you have fun? Girl, we're going to do things differently around here. I love it. But just think of how that will change the entire dialogue. Like so much. I I I really want sisters to stop feeling as if they are they have been put on this earth earth to suffer. Um we don't always have to be the strong one. We're going to We're going to be that anyway, but we are feeling human beings who are allowed to be sad sometimes and cry. And we are deserving of happiness on the other side. It's not just about serving. It really isn't. And so, and, and once you believe that, I mean, just the choices that we make, the expectations that we set for other people in our lives, the, the questions we ask at, in our jobs, you know, where we're not that person who always bails other people out, but that person who also expects something in return. So I've learned so much um, just from observing how we move differently in the world. You know, you get on an airplane and there are certain people who take up both armrests. They push their their seat recline back and they talk to people a certain way because they have come to expect a certain level of room and space on this earth. And are we not entitled to that same room and space? Absolutely. Unless you believe that the creator was racist and sexist, unless you believe that. And so if you don't believe that, then you must take your own space. Absolutely. Because you deserve to take up space. Because you deserve it. You deserve it. And that shouldn't be hard for us, but I know it is. It is. It really is. And it's because it's it's embedded in us. It's been passed down
0: from generation to generation. It's embedded in our psyche. But here's the good news. It doesn't have to remain that way. It doesn't.
1: But, well, certainly, But the reason why people fight for it to remain that way is that everybody else benefits as long as we think that we are not Absolutely. deserving. It. You know, men, men can tell you that you're crazy, are you spoiled, are you boozy, or whatever for asking for basic things if you don't think that you should be happy jobs can ask you for outrageous things if you don't think that you should be happy i mean there has to be this point where you feel as if you're deserving or, absolutely yeah you yeah, absolutely right. right so that honey honey that's my um my mission right now i mean that i guess i'm all about black love and us and us loving ourselves and that really just does start with you i mean it starts with the relationship You have with yourself. And that goes all the way to what the world has told us about the continent from which we originate. So, you know, the images that are on TV where it's always the strong black woman saving everybody, you know, with the attitude, you know, and not allowing us to be these soft human beings with beating hearts and desires and wants. Um, You know, we, we need to stop buying into that.
0: It's time. girl, it's time out for all that. It is time for us. It's just like on on this podcast, we're always talking about my strong is. We get to define what, what strong is for us individually. The, The same goes for happiness. My happy is, and you
1: fill in the blank. Well, you know what? I think the strongest thing that a person can do is have the audacity. I think for a black woman in America, the strongest thing that they can do is embrace who they are and be happy and, and, and find out what makes them happy and own it and feel like they're deserving of it. That's 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 strength
0: that's strength. That's, that's strength. strength. And I think that's an excellent note to end on. <laughs> because, well, all right. Listen we look, we we are over our time but because this is so good it's time randy it is time for us to stand in our happiness our strength and know that we know that we know that we know that we deserve it. Amen. Happiness is not a privilege. We deserve no. it. We deserve it. Thank y'all so much for listening, Randy. Before we leave, before we get out of here, two things. Mm-hmm. Closing remarks from you. What do you want, what do you want our listeners? What do you want to tell them before we get out of here? And then again, let let them know where they can find you in the online space if you have any events coming up that you want to talk about, all that good
1: my family, you deserve happy. You deserve happy. And I'd like to continue the conversation. And you could find me at Randy, and that's with an I, R-A-N-D-I, B as in boys, so randyb.net, or on Facebook at Randy B, or on Instagram, Randy underscore underscore B. And, you know, I travel around and I have these conversations. And um, I would love for you to join me in conversations because. Uh, I talk about happy and how we get there and um, how we grow. I really, or, and things that help us to get there. So I hope you'll join me in some conversations. or join me in Shirley, because she don't know. I'm going to make her come to one of these conversations. Girl,
0: I am here for, listen, we were just thinking the same thing, because I'm, I'm actually starting a sister circle in the spring okay. of, of 2020 and so while you were talking I was like yes I'm gonna get her she's gonna come and she's gonna be there we're gonna have all these good conversations we're gonna
1: have some good <laughs> conversations and one of the things that makes me happy is wine most people know that so we're gonna have some wine or at least I am yeah yes, yes, yes. and we're gonna have a
0: great conversation. Yeah, so yeah we we're gonna, we're gonna keep y'all in the loop on all that because it's definitely con- because you know what we do need to have more of these conversations and and women need to be able to have a safe space where yes. they can have these conversations. So we are going to, yeah, we'll keep y'all in the loop on all that. In the meantime, follow Randy B. I, I will have all of her information listed in the show notes of this episode at shadesandstrong.com. Of course, it have her gorgeous picture and her beautiful R-A-N-D-I-B. I love Randy B. I'm just going to call <laughs> you Randy B. And <laughs> will have Randy B listed as well. So if you missed it, you can go to ShadesOfStrong.com. You'll see all of her contact information there. And of course, follow us on all social media platforms. Shades are strong, of course, all across all platforms. All right. Out of here, thank you so much, Randy. I so enjoy you, it. my
1: sister. I so appreciate
0: you. All right, guys, we will talk soon.